Wet and Forget founder Rod Jenton has gone from doing an early morning bread run in an old van to establishing an iconic multi-million dollar New Zealand company. He grew up in a state house in Unihanga, left high school at 15, finished a five-year boat building apprenticeship before a long journey in creating a business which now ships millions of litres of product to numerous countries all around the world. It really is a great pleasure to welcome Rod Jenton, founder of Wet and Forget, onto the show for six and a song. Hello there, Rod. G'day, Simon. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm so good, and I, I'm delighted, as is James, to talk to you because you're a fascinating man. You really are. It's a great story, Wet and Forget. How did it all come about? Oh, how long have you got? Hi, James, by the way. <laughs> Hi, Rod. I remember you coming into Cook Street up in Auckland uh, and recording your commercials in your Flash Holden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was my very first Flash car, mate, because up until then, um, all I'd ever driven was utes, Mazda utes, uh, any any ute that I could throw spray gear on the back. And, um, <laughs> what do you uh, drive now, Rod? Out of that, that hole, and I'm amazed you remembered that, James. <laughs> no, it was memorable, that's why. <laughs> what, 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 what sort of car do you drive now? Oh, well, I'm, I'm very fortunate. Um, I'm actually, my daily driver is an F-150 um, oh, yeah. uh, ute. Yeah. It's a... And it's a stunning, a stunning vehicle. Very big, mm. um, but it's one of those things. Always been a petrol head at heart, but never been able to get anything like that. So, yeah. no good on you. I've got it the wrong end of my life. So, Carol <laughs> Shelby, it's a, one of those, one of those uh, seven hundred and fifty horsepower, ridiculously beasty things. Wow. That, um, trying to save the planet, you don't try one of those around. Oh, that's brilliant! Oh, good, to, good on you. You deserve it. Yeah, so, so. In a nutshell, because we'd only have half an hour, but how much, how, I mean, how did it come about, the wet and forget concept? Yeah, well, it was um, it was a, a, a bit of a journey, because as you've already mentioned, um, you know, I bought this little bread run, and uh, we weren't making any bread, so um, during the day I started doing dry cleaning from my customers. I was picking up, I was delivering the bread to them at night, and uh, picking up their dry cleaning during the day, and that still wasn't working, so then I started doing gardening, and, um, uh, you know, during the day as well. And as I'm driving around, I spot all these tile roofs everywhere, and they're all covered in mould and, and rubbish. So I managed to get my hands on a borrowed a, a water blaster. That was, that was when they first came in. That was back in 1973. And a good mate of mine, Grant, his dad, allowed me to get up and experiment on his roof. Now, I'm up there, and Grant's inside the roof to see that, making sure there's nothing happening. I get started and all this rubbish is coming off the roof. I'm going, holy cow, I'm onto a winner here. <laughs> Next thing there's this bashing on the tiles. I'm like, what the hell is that? And um, I stop and I hear this muffled, muffling uh, yelling coming from inside. I get down off the roof. Grant comes running out the door, covered in dirt and, and uh, water dripping off his nose. I was flooding his dad's ceiling. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't good. So uh, we decided that wasn't a great idea. But um, it was after that I realised that there, there must be something out there that might uh, clean these up. Yeah. And I came across bleach or sodium hypochlorite. Well, um, that was a, a blessing in one way because you could apply it to the, uh, the, uh, the tile roofs. And over a period of time, the, uh, the, the biological growth would uh, 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 break down and come away. Mm. The problem was that uh, we were applying it. This is going down the track a, 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 a wee way. We're using agricultural Bertolini uh, agricultural sprayers driven by a, a, um, a brick stratton. And you'd be up on the roof spraying this stuff. This was after I'd been going for a while. And um, the terror was hearing the brick stratton uh, uh, revs go up. You had to get off that roof real quick because what you knew what had happened. Yeah. 
the actual um, the, the vapour of the bleach would go through the plastic coating on the head and next thing it would burst out and you'd get down to your truck, sprint over your truck and the pump would be currently pumping sodium hypochlorite all over the prize petunias, the cat, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> the car or the washing. Oh my God. So how did you go from, from using the, uh, the sprayer to selling the product? Well, we didn't. Um, that, uh, that, that was a little bit further down the track. So um, what happened was we realised that because it was eating all the chassis, the trucks out and wrecking gear, we had to come up with something um, user-friendly. And that's where I came across this particular compound from a Dr Butcher in the Forest Research Institute took pity on me. There's a lovely guy on the, on the North Shore called Ted Day. Um, he's in his late 90s now. Um, that let me try it on his roof. I didn't think it would work because it didn't burn me, it didn't do anything. Um, that, uh, but I thought that, you know, I thought this is a waste of time. Did half his roof. Three months later, sure enough, it came clean. And that was the start of Wet and Forget. So, See, that's, what, that's the bit that I think is fascinating because I think the world's definitely moving to, clearly to environmentally friendly, you know, stuff that's safe for the environment and safe for the consumer. Like, I want to really repeat this. This is not an advertorial. The reason we've got you on is because you're such a fascinating character. So how come your products seem to, and I'm just saying this as a person that's used them, how come they seem to work so well but there's nothing nasty in them? I don't quite get that. When well, I've, it could yeah, carry on. Yeah, no, look, you, you, you're right on the money there, Simon, but it's um, um, when you use something on a daily basis, you optimise the benefits of it and how it works so it's not going to hurt you, all the guys that are actually applying the products, mm. and you're forever developing them and making them better and better. We ended up with a laboratory and chemists in the laboratory, and um, and we would change uh, some of these when we come up with a new product almost on a daily basis, and the, and the wet and forget, the basis for that, because we were using so much of it and, and uh, we were getting it on ourselves and so on, we had to make sure it wasn't going to cause any damage. Yeah. And so we just kept optimising that formula and so that it worked really well, but it didn't create havoc around other plants or people or um, 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 other things that uh, that were around your home, you know, like uh, uh, your gazebos and, um, you know, uh, canvas areas. Yeah. Outdoor furniture, the whole deal, and, yeah. that's, and that's how all our products come about, is because we develop them for our own use. Right. Yeah. Well, look, you know, we, you've got all those different products, and like the shower witch and and so on. Are you experimenting with new products now? All the time, we're always coming up with um, new ideas, and that's why we have all our stores out there. So we've got <clears throat> twenty-one stores now throughout New Zealand. But they're not franchises. We haven't um, set them up to. To sell them. Um, Why did you not do that, Rod? You're a businessman, so wouldn't it be much more financially beneficial to you if you'd franchised them out? Uh, yeah, it would be. Um, yeah, sure. People pay a lot of money for it because of their reputation and so on, but that's mm. not why we've done it. It's We're the lab rat for the rest of the world, so because we've got our own managers and our own staff in there, which are highly trained by my, by my darling partner and um, a, a, a business partner and wife, um, we get feedback on new products. So um, in the first year, we might change the formula and uh, the label two or three times just on what feedback we're getting back from the customers. And Whereas if you go into a big hardware store, and all due respect to them, um, all, uh, all that will happen there is you'll get your money back and very rarely does that information go back to the manufacturer. So we um, develop the products here, then we send them off to offshore um, uh, when, we, when we know they're going to sell here and we tidied up all all the, all the bits and pieces, we then send them off to our offshore uh, partners. And that's where 
if it sells here, we know it sells offshore, and that's worked um, very, very well for us right that's along a, the right along this journey. What a great story! Yeah, you don't actually probably count your money these days, Roger. Probably weigh it. so good to talk with you it's just again we James and I both feel uh, one accord on this it's just a wonderful success story so all credit to you yeah good on you from the bread van to another nice vehicle world domination (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. well thank you thank you so much for getting me on but in actual fact uh, not a lot of it's me you know you've got to have the good people in fact um you know, like uh, my my business partner and wife, um, ex school teacher, scary girl. If I'm not doing things right, <laughs> um, but uh, it's people like her and our management team. Like we've got Dave and Paul and Wayne Harris. That you yes. guys would have come across yep. over yes. the years uh, down there. Yep. He, he says he's retired, but he's actually not. Um, we've got Val and Glynis and Kelly, Katie, Neil, and there's so many more. They're, they're amazing store managers and production team. So. Without them, I'm only I'm only I'm only part of the uh, like I'm one of the locks and, and a rugby team. <laughs> and that's that's about it. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, let's smart ass half doing the real work. No, I'm a first five actually. So let's do. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, right. Yeah. Let's do some rapid fire questions and find out the a bit more about you. So, who is the living person that you most admire, Rod? Well, because I'm a rugby uh, fan, uh, Graham Henry, mate, 88 wins, 103 tests. Yeah, no, he's, he's cool. <laughs> Good on you. What's the best present you've ever received? Well, I had to think about this one, but in actual fact, it was pretty obvious. Uh, on the big zeros, uh, you know, the big, uh, the big ones, uh, birthdays we get, uh, it started a little while ago, and um, we get to go away with all the family. So... Uh, okay. Uh, for, for the big ones, it's now become a tradition, and it's absolutely fantastic. Everybody gets together, all doing our own thing um, together. Nice. What a lovely idea. Where's the best place you've been to on that family get together? There isn't a best place, mate. They're all they're all good. Doesn't matter where where we are. It's the family thing. That's nice. Hey, Rod, if there was a movie made of your life, who would you like to play you? Absolutely, Clint Eastwood, mate. Eh? <laughs> good looking hard man. Seventy-eight <laughs> movies. Yep. Go yeah. ahead. Make see, my in my day. head, I'm, I'm Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood, Clint okay. Eastwood until I walk past a mirror. <laughs> What's the, uh, or rather, who is the most inspiring person that you've ever met? Well, probably Richard Branson. Oh, okay. Um, How did it? Harbour Game Park in South Africa. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a fascinating guy. And did you get much time with him? No, not a lot. I was too, um, I was dumbstruck. But uh, <laughs> um, but he was so so genuine. He um, he saw uh, us staring at him, and immediately called us over. And um, and we saw him several times out on the out on the park in the in the vehicle. So, but uh, very genuine guy. And I just love what he's done. Uh, he's a hard case. He, mm. He's done some amazing stuff. Even his um, island that he. Yeah, he mm. on his way out there on that first uh, first trip. He went out there and didn't decide he wanted to buy it. Is that Necker yeah. Island or something? Is that right? Ne- yeah, that's the one. Yeah, mm. yeah right. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received, Rod Jendon? Yeah, well, um, uh, everybody around me would know that I quote it all the time now too, and it's if it was easy, everybody'd be doing it. It was mm. probably because I was moaning to somebody about it. it was too hard, and you know this was mm. blah blah. Mm. That's a very good piece of advice. It is. And if you could invite three people, living people, to dinner, who would you invite? I reckon John Key. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chris Wiley. (laughs) Right. And Peter Gordon, because we get him to cook the dinner. That's a great choice. (laughs) I've played rugby against Chris. (laughs) He is a hard man. Hey, and Rod, just before we get your choice of song, could you conceive of ever selling your business? Is that the plan one day? Oh, um, 
eventually, I suppose it'll happen. Um, but um, but at the moment, we're having too much fun. You know, we um, we actually enjoy going to work as do. You know, pr- pr- just to give you an example, all our um, store managers, a big percentage of them have been retired and just want to get out and do something. And mm-hmm. um, we've got all that amazing experience from all these um, uh, uh, fantastic people out there. And we're sort of of the same opinion, you know, that um, it's pretty cool. You get to talk and um, and, and, our, and our company, we're like a big family, man. It's, um, it really is quite cool. It sounds like it sounds great. great. Well, all power to you. Finally, Rod, what song have you chosen and why, please? All right, well, I desperately want to say one bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. <laughs> George Thorogood. Yeah. Very cool storyteller, that guy, and rock and roll. And um, when you see him at his concerts, oh, my God, they get into it. Now, don't you guys gag, all right? No. But on reflection, um, I've changed my mind in the interest of self-preservation, so <laughs> I want to dedicate um, a new choice to all those ladies out there as a thank you because... All us blokes know that they make most of the buying decisions. So thank you, ladies. Plus, all our ladies that help run our company, there's a hell of a lot of them, and especially my wife and business partner, Lee, who I love the bits. And this is our wedding song. It was our wedding song, The Wedding by Julie Rogers. What a great story. Rod, thank you for your time, mate. All the best. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. News Talk ZB.